comes the, here comes the, here comes the, y'all don't really want it like Welcome back to the Moneyline Madness Podcast. Yet again, back in the studio here at CSB. My name is Steven Anderson. Looking right across from me at Matt Cherico and Andrew Brucato. Boys, we're back. We're back. We are definitely back. Andy, how we feeling? Oh, we're back. I'm feeling amazing, man. Let's get going. Yeah. No doubt. Talk some Super Bowl. Let's roll right into the Super Bowl. Couldn't have said it better myself. Right now, looking at these odds, Rams minus four, Bengals plus four. Should we start there on the spread and kind of work our way out? Yeah. How honestly, you guys are feeling yeah, with the spread? Hit, let's hit the spread first. Honestly, I think minus four, I mean, I think that's pretty generous for the Bengals, truthfully. Like you said, like, I know I've seen in your notes that uh, you're looking at a minus seven type of spread, and I think that it could be somewhere around there, but I think four is, like, pretty pretty definite. At one, minus 112, I feel like that's definitely a pretty easy pick, in my opinion. I know a lot of people feel comfortable there. I just think... Like I could see it being a three-point game, or I could kind of see the Rams pulling away, but I'm leaning towards the Rams pulling away. That's why I am going to go with a minus seven on an alternate spread. But, Andrew, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I actually think Matthew Stafford is going to have the game of his life. He's been waiting for this moment for a long time. Sony Michelle has been waiting for this moment for a long time. These guys have all been waiting for this. I just think the Rams are they're going to kill the Bengals story. I know the, story, the Bengals story is a great story, but this is the Rams' season. They're going all in. They have all the pieces. I think Matthew Stafford goes crazy. Odell goes crazy. Everybody has a great game for them. I don't know if they win by two or three touchdowns, but I do think they win by a healthy margin. All right, so you and I are both on the Rams to win by a touchdown or more. And, Matt, you're kind of feeling good at that I'm minus I'm feeling the Rams. There. Yeah, I, I just really can't get a feel for it just because, you know, I mean, at that point, like, I think we can all agree that the minus 198 money line is just not worth it. You may as well just go for the spread in that case because yeah. I really do think that – if they're going to win, I don't think this is just going to come down to a field goal. Like, I really just can't see it coming down to, you know, Matt Gay or Evan McPherson. So, I would go if I'm going to go with the Rams. And, unfortunately, my heart is kind of taking me that direction right now. Um, the Bengals have had a great season. You know, that type of Cinderella story that we all love to see. But the Rams are just an absolute powerhouse. Like, Andy's been saying for about a month now. Between Odell, Cooper Cup, you know, Sony Michelle, that whole backfield getting Cam Akers back. If Matt Stafford does have the game of his life, you know, the Bengals are in for a in for a treat for sure. No doubt. And just to touch on the odds real quick for that, it's actually they're only listed on FanDuel, minus seven and a half. You can't get minus seven. That's plus one fifty. So there's real value there. Like Matt said, if you're gonna go with the Rams, you may as well just go with the spread. Even if it's minus four at I believe like right now minus well, like yeah, Rams minus four is minus one twelve, but plus one fifty for minus seven and a half. I see value in that. So if you really think the Rams can win, you may as well go that route. Yeah, Matt brought up kickers. I'm a special teams guy. I love special teams. I do believe if it did come down to like a kicking game, if for some reason nobody could score a touchdown, then the Bengals would have the advantage because Matt Gay's been cold as and Evan Evan McPherson's been able to kick it from Guam. He's been amazing lately. That's so. some pretty uh pretty crazy irony. The fact that the Packers fan All is right. a big special teams. I was teams really guy. hoping nobody <laughs> yeah. brought that up, but yeah, I do. I love special teams, which it, it hurts that yeah they sucked at it. Pisaccia. Rich. The Pison Rich. Yes, love How's him. your family? Yeah, yeah. I, I saw a video actually of him physically counting the amount of players on the field. Yeah, I wish I wish somebody on the Packers would have done that. Yeah, it, it might have helped. It truthfully might have helped. But talking about the Super Bowl, you know, the over-under sits at 48 and a half. What do you think of that, Steve? I'm on the over there because both teams can score. 
And I think that Burrow's back has been against the wall. Obviously, their line is porous, so he's had to make a lot of plays on the run, on the move. But he's just constantly showing me that he is able to put the ball in the end zone and matriculate it down the field. So I could definitely see this game being, off the top of my head, say like 37 to 30, just to cover my seven points or seven and a half, really. So I guess I would need 38 to 30. And then obviously that gets you to the over. Yeah, and that sits at uh, minus 110. Andy, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's actually funny. You brought up a score. I thought I was going to be, I have it 31-21 Rams. So I do have the over also. Interesting. I have, what, 52 points if you do the math. But, so yeah, I have the over in this one too. I think the Rams offense is just, Look at the names. I mean, just go look through, go at the go look at the roster. Look at the names. They're amazing. They have all their weapons and Jamar Chase on the other side. So, Matt, before you let us know how you feel on that, I just wanted to kind of pose this question or scenario. So, say it does turn out to be a game like 31-28, 38-30. Like, do you think that the Rams could kind of lose sight of what their ultimate goal is like is winning the Super Bowl like if they get up early do you think that they that could allow the Rams or rather allow the Bengals to come back and like make something of it I think that the uh I think that the Bengals truthfully would thrive off of a situation like that because they are the comeback kings and that's why I asked because like do you think that they could do it one more time absolutely I think that Joe Burrow kind of feels comfortable with the back against his wall like that especially you know being able to rally the guys around him the way that he has in the past few weeks I definitely wouldn't put it past them to you know make a run in that type of scenario and we have seen the Rams kind of get lackadaisical when they go up big time so if we do see them you know go up 10-15 points we could very easily see a cheeky touchdown come from the Bengals' side as they find somebody, you know, in the lacking in the backfield. That's exactly where my head was when I asked that, too. So I'm glad we kind of feel the same way about that. Yeah, I was actually going to mention, I actually think the opposite. I don't think they're going to let that happen again. McVay's not going to let them go up 27-3 or whatever. So. I truly hope because so. Because also, you have to understand, they came back against the Niners. So they've come back and they've blown leads, and I'm sure... Maybe they'll meet in the middle. They'll have a lead, and they won't blow it. I, yeah, I don't think McVay's going to allow blow action, you know? Yeah. That would go in our favor for sure, given oh, yeah. the, with oh, our yeah. larger margin of victory for the Rams. But it's just like we talked about last week on the pod. We feel, or at least I get a sense, that like we are a little bit more convicted in our picks this week with the Rams. Like We're all going Rams, right? Absolutely, yeah. But yeah. still, there's just that Bengals ghost that lingers in the back of my mind where it's like they have that lightning in a bottle. Oh, exactly. I've, I've picked against the Bengals. Every single, they've been my lock and ever against my lock every single game, and they they beat me. So I mean, I do have respect for the Bengals. I just still don't think they're gonna win. I'll probably be wrong again because for some reason the Bengals love to prove me wrong. But yeah, I I just don't think it's possible. It's possible, but look at the Rams team. Like they they were built for this moment. I think the Bengals are a little early. They're gonna be. I don't know if they'll be back per se in the Super Bowl. They're always going to be around. The Rams, it's kind of the next two, three years. They got to win, so this is their chance. Yeah, yeah, because they're they're loaded with a lot of big-name, pricey talent. Yeah, yeah. and they, they bought in, clearly. Yeah. You know, the Von Miller, you know, a situation like that, getting a guy like Eric Weddle back, like bringing him out of retirement. Like, Yeah, this is Weddle's last game. He said, I'm going right back to retirement after this. So yeah, I mean, this is, these are guys ring-chasing. This yeah, is literally and, like LeBron calling Paul Millsap and Carmelo yeah. and being like, hey, let's go get a ring yeah, or attempt to, yeah. except the Rams are actually, you know, good, good at succeeding. Yeah. We'll get to them. And Russell sure. Westbrook blows. Yeah. Instead of Millsap, it's Westbrook. And exactly, sucks, so. exactly. Yeah. So but, with that being said, let me ask you guys, what do you think, talking about your lock, Andrew, um, what do you think this week your lock of the week would be? Because I look at an anytime touchdown score, and honestly, I think that's where my lock kind of stands. I think that Odell Beckham at plus 140, 
I think he's guaranteed to get a touchdown. Yeah. I don't know. He's just he's a superstar, man. You know, he still is a superstar, and it's proven week in and week out at this point that it was Baker Mayfield that was wrong in Cleveland. Oh, of course. Well, let's. For one thing with Odell, this is probably his last game as a Ram. I don't think they're going to have the money to bring him back. So this is probably a big moment for him. But also, I just wanted to reiterate my locks last week. They were both wrong again. Okay. I made a joke one with the NFC winning the Pro Bowl. Failed. And nice. Iowa State lost by like 22. So like I'm not Sweet. very good at these locks. Right, yeah, I think you might not I'm have Owen, a win yet. I'm 0-4 I'm if you count just solely by the weeks we've did it. But I did two last week. At this Bogle, point, so it's I'm becoming 0-4. impressive. It is. And... I'm going to pick the Rams because I think it's safe. Maybe I'll get a win on the board. But that, that I'm just going to pick the Rams to win the game. I'm not going to even try to go with a touchdown score because with my luck, I'll pick like Cooper Cup to score a touchdown. He'll have two catches nowhere near the end zone. So I'm going with the Rams as my lock this week. I feel like we probably are all going to pick in the Super Bowl realm of locks. So. Okay. Yeah, I was actually thinking about maybe going the NBA route because I had luck with that last week with the Devin Booker over 29 points. But, Matt, just before we get too off-topic, we never got your pick on the over-under, and I posed that question more or less to see, like, what, where your thought were was, rather, with, like, how many points the Bengals could put up and maybe put up those cheeky points late. So are you going with the over or the under? Uh, at 48-and-a-half, I'm probably going to go with the over. I don't think it's going to be much over, though, truthfully. I think that, like Andrew said, I think Stafford has a good game, and they just have so much talent that I could see them easily putting up 35 points. And... I'm going to uh, probably stick with the over on that and then go, yeah, go with the over. I think the Bengals will put up, you know, between 20 and 25. I'm really not expecting too much from them, but I could see about three touchdowns coming from there. Yeah, well, that gets you to the over. If you think the Rams are going to put up somewhere in the realm of 30 points and then they get to 20, 25. That, yeah, like I is. said, it'll it'll hit the over, I think, but just not, not by much. I wouldn't take – if you could take an alternate over-under, I'm not sure if that's available on FanDuel, but if you could take that at, like, 46 – I think that would be a little bit closer. I'm looking into that right now. Alternate total points. Yeah, so just hitting the expanding button here. Yeah, I mean, they got options galore, bro. You can go all the way up to over 673 and a half points at plus 1,200. So, and actually, that's a lie. You can go all the way up to over 79 and a half points, which is plus 5,000. So, I think I'd take that. Alternate spreads galore. That's a great one. There's, There's in the Super Bowl, you can bet anything. Which is my favorite part about it, it's but it overwhelming. also it, it also you can bet anything, and you'll you'll see yourself putting money on some stupid stuff when you're betting in the Super Bowl. So it's it's very it's fun to bet the Super Bowl, but it's very stressful because the game's never the same. Like you're you're looking at a game week seventeen of the regular season. It isn't the same as the Super Bowl. Yeah, the, you, I get what you're saying. Right? You can use the trends of the regular season to kind of predict what could be happening. Yeah. And the Super Bowl is just such an absolute wild card. Yeah, especially and we've seen with in the that past, break. Absolutely. Like, 28-3, to 3, you know, that's not something you live bet the mm-hmm. Patriots then. You yeah. know, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about yeah. sports gambling in that time. And, I mean, I wasn't 21 at the time, but I can imagine, like, a lot of people out there probably were like, hey, I'll throw five bucks on the Patriots, you know, at halftime. It's Tom Brady. <laughs> you know, you wake up, and then all of a sudden you're up 150 bones. Like, a lot of these things come off of very unexpected yeah. um, kind of plays, especially in the Super Bowl. Random question for you guys. What do you see Joe Mixon's performance looking like? Because I'm looking at some of his prop bets here. And, for instance, like his rushing yards is at 60.5 over under. And then his player rushing and receiving yards are at 87.5. And, and in my mind, I'm just thinking, obviously that Rams defensive line, led by Donald, led by Von Miller, is a juggernaut. 
does that mean like they're going to completely isolate him out of the game? Like, yeah, I think I like that. You said 87.5 for both catching and, and or rushing Rushing yards? and receiving, correct. Okay, yeah, I really like that, honestly. The 60.5, I'm not sure if necessarily rushing is going to be the game. Yeah, this, I would this, lean uh, towards the under on that. Absolutely. I think that he's, they're going to rely on him to kind of be a pass-catching back this week because a lot of their plays are going to have to come out of the shotgun, and Joe Burrow's going to need a little bit more time than usual against that good of a defensive line. Facts. I wouldn't sleep on P. Ryan either. I mean, he definitely showed in that Chiefs game that he can be. Yeah, a, a no, weapon. and he's been, he's a veteran. You know, he's yeah. been around the league for a while, so he knows what it takes to win. Unfortunately, yeah. when he was with the Jets, uh, too. It depends on how you have the games, <clears throat> how you have the game going. Because if it's an ugly game, like I was saying, in a sense, or or you were saying too, like the Rams are up twenty-seven to three, like they were against the Buccaneers, whatever then it doesn't bode well for Mixon because they're not going to run the ball. Got to air the ball out. Yeah. So it very it, that's why running back rushing totals are so tough to bet early because it depends on how the beginning of the game goes. If the Bengals are down 14 nothing right away, they're not going to run the ball very much. They're going to use Burrow. So I personally because I do think the Rams are going to get out to a fast start, I think he'll probably go under that number to be honest with you, but it, it it's a Super Bowl so it could go either way honestly. Yeah, maybe something to consider if they have the option to live bet that. Because I, I do agree with your logic. Like, it's better. You can get a better sense of that pretty much after, like, the first one or two drives of the game for each team as to how that game really is going to unravel. Yeah, it kind of you kind of think of, like, fan, like, when you're playing fantasy football and you have, like, Dalvin Cook or whatever, and you're expecting a lot of points from him, and then his team's down 14 nothing and he winds up getting, like, five points because they're not running the ball. So the, it's, like, one of those things when you bet a running back, it's much easier to just – that the quarterback bet the receivers because no matter what they're going to throw the ball so that's especially in today's nfl yeah you know? no matter what jamar chase is going to be open get some catches no matter who's covering them um and the same thing goes for odell and cooper cup so with the running backs i always tend to be very try to predict the game in my head and with this one i kind of have the rams going up early but again we don't know because it's one game and it's the biggest game of the year so and like we've seen the Bengals could come back from anything, you know. It's not – I don't put it against them to have Joe Mixon score two touchdowns. You know, he had a great uh, drive when they came back against the Chiefs. He There was a great drive that they had, I think, six or seven plays in like 45 seconds. And he just absolutely dominated catching yeah. p- uh, passes out of the backfield. So I uh, I like Jam- or, uh, Joe Mixon a lot in this game. I think that uh, that 87.5 is going to be pretty – relatively easy for him to – to find yeah i would agree like i said earlier i would lean to that one as opposed to the 60 and a half for the rushing yards and then just to segue unless andrew you had any last thoughts on well that. the funny you said about when, when you're looking at running the football it's usually in like you'll run the ball in like a weather game like when it's a cold weather game and whatever this game's inside funny story about that you you you've listened to pat mcafee for a long time and he always mentions the Bengals don't have an inside uh, indoor practice facility yeah, they've and been I, using Cincinnati's And this is college. the week where I was like, well, what are they going to do? It snowed in Cincinnati. The game's inside, so they had to go to Cincinnati's like University of Cincinnati and use their indoor. Like Those types of things make you realize like how impressive it is that they're here. No doubt. Because look where they are, and look at what the Rams have in terms of facilities. I mean, go look at that stadium. I mean, yeah, yeah these the Rams, types of things are The crazy. Rams are a death star, you know? They like should win six Super Bowls in a row. Oh, no, yeah. realistically, they should. They and should. Like, it's the absolute same feeling that I have as a Yankee fan about the Yankees is that, Clown. like, if the Yankees ever win a World Series in the next couple of years, it's the same feeling I have as if the Rams win this Super Bowl. It's like it 
should have been here already. Facts. Like, I'm happy, but at the same time, like, your window of opportunity has been open for years now. Mm-hmm. Like, you should have been here. I know it's taken a Matthew Stafford trade, Odell Beckham, you know, Von Miller, a couple other veterans, but really, like, this is a team that has seen the Super Bowl before with Jared Goff. They haven't fallen down necessarily to injuries the way other teams have. There's no reason that they haven't been able to find the success that they're mm-hmm. having now. So I'm not giving them any excuses. If they blow this game. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's I mean, completely yeah. on them. And you got to give the Bengals all the credit in the world, too, because oh, as we sure. said many times, they're road warriors. They, that'll be their fourth win in, the, in a row in the playoffs on the road. So you can't really take that away from them. And not to get too completely off topic, but with the Yankees, you guys had a pretty good shot two or three years ago. Exactly. And that was their window. They, they should have They hit that it, Hummer, yeah. or what's his name, hit that Hummer off of Raldis Chapman. But, like, did he have the ticker on his no, chest? Actually, did he not? two people did. You know, because the next season after that, Mike Brasseau hit one over the fence. Yeah, okay. So, but, I mean, it's just continuously happening. Also, when I'm looking at this football game, <laughs> um, I'm looking for a couple value picks, you know, in the popular section of FanDuel. And uh, I'm looking first touchdown score. I Ooh, think going that, first touchdown score, that's always a risk. Yeah, I have one too. Literally everything is in the positive of like 450 plus. Oh, yeah. So I Because it's that so it, hard to predict. It, it really is. You think so? Because well, honestly, I was like, I think Cooper Cup. Like, truthfully, the Rams get the ball. They're trying to stop. Well, that's it down what your I'm throat. saying. It's like, it's such a toss up for me. Because what if they don't everybody. get the ball yeah, first? Yeah, like, if they don't get the ball. You're if fucked. they don't get the ball and Jamar Chase winds up in the. Because it's, it's so 50 50 on who's going to get the ball already. And then you're another. If once they get the ball, you've hit your 50%, and then you have to hit who gets the ball. So it's very confusing in that way. Well, here's what I'm going off of. I think that the Bengals are kind of known to start slow. Oh, yeah. I think that they're going to come out, and even if, they, like, even if they get the ball first, this is a lot of their those players' biggest games of their life, biggest game of their lives. You know, they're going to have the jitters, especially on that first drive. I don't think the Bengals put one in first drive. I don't, and so I'm going to take the Cooper Cup at plus 490. I think that the Rams, you know, like we said, if the Rams get out to an early lead, I think that the Rams can get out to an early lead because they're known to kind of come out and stuff the ball down your throat off rip. Yeah, so I have a few, like I have a few bets that we're going to get into, but I actually had a first touchdown score, and I don't think there's any better time to bring it up than after he brings up his. Mine's just based on position. I found this, and I was like, this could be interesting. Unfortunately, the Bengals tight end's not playing, Uzama. Uzama's out, samples in. Yeah, so this is more based on I'm expecting the Rams to score first. I have tight a tight end, just a position tight end. Blanton or Higby? Blanton or Higby. Scoring a touchdown in the, the first touchdown of the game is plus 600. I mean, and Higby seems to be like when they're at the 10-yard line, if it isn't going to cup, it goes to Higby, I feel like. so. He's the Dawson Knox of the NFC. Yeah, this could be a really good spot. So I think that was a good that so was what a bet. Was, that what I were the odds on that? Plus six hundred for just a tight See, end. Now I'm looking at his the first one. What tab is that under too? Um, it's under game props. I'm looking I just at went first through a touchdown ball. score, and he's plus fifteen hundred. So that's the thing. If you do, you if think you, that that's worth it in if, comparison? Yeah. So if you sig, if you sig, uh, put it by itself, just Higby by itself, it's plus fifty. Yeah, but you also have to throw in there's a the, just the position overall. So you're getting both sides because the Bengals have tight ends too. So if a tight end scores a touchdown. On either side. So that was what my thought was. Just a thought, too, for both of you, since you're leaning that way. If you're not exactly sure who's going to score the touchdown, but you're convinced that there's going to be a touchdown on the first drive of the game, go to first drive result. Yeah. Offensive touchdown is at plus 330. Yeah. I'm, so there's I feel there like too. in the Super Bowl, it's always like kind of a feeling out process at the beginning. So I don't know if on the first drive of the game. What about just a score? Just 
for a score. I was going to say, like, I'm definitely leaning towards one of the defensive touchdowns that I was looking at either for mm. either team. Yeah. Stafford has had issues turning the ball over. He's done much better with that in the last couple of games. But in these games specifically, like these big games, you usually always see one of those defensive touchdowns kind of make the difference or, like, really put the team over the edge. And remember, like, just coming off the top of my head, but, like, the – I think his name was Tracy Porter intercepted Peyton Manning yes. in that Saints Colts yes. Super Bowl. And like, that was the defining play of that game. Granted, it was later in the game, but like yeah. you see a lot of that happen. And for instance, again, another Peyton Manning instance, but the when Seattle they got completely one, right? dominated by Seattle, he threw that pick to that linebacker. Number Malcolm 53, Smith, right? Malcolm Smith. This is the MVP of the game. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get he to the MVP like, stuff. Yeah. But I definitely, I could see a touchdown being scored and just so I'm giving out the proper odds. Let me see here. What, what do you think the odds are on a safety to start the game like it did in that Seattle Super Bowl? Well, you would probably make any some, other. some good money. Any other. First drive result, any I other. I just want to signify Offensive safety. touchdown, field goal attempt, or any other. Interesting. Yeah. Back to the defense, so just real quick. Cincinnati D for any time touchdown, plus 700. Rams D at plus 600. Definite value there if you think that there could be a defensive touchdown during the game. I mean, all of this is just so speculative at the end of the day. That's really how betting is, but it's really how you're feeling out there. And and like we said, the Super Bowl is just so unpredictable. It really is because history is constantly being made. This is such a big stage that guys perform their best and worst at the same time. You really have no idea what exactly you're going to get. It's such a hyped-up event, too. These guys are – that's what I said about the feeling out process. It's just – you're in such a, a space in your head, the players, where you're just like the first few minutes of the game, it's like, wow, I'm here. I'm at the Super Bowl. So those are like – so like early in the game, I usually don't expect points. Yeah. It, I if, if anybody's going to score early, it's going to be the Rams. I could definitely see this being more of like a feeling out, like you're saying though, Andrew, and maybe just random score, but like 17 to 3 Rams in like the middle of the second quarter. Bengals get something going, say with like six minutes left mm -hmm. in the second, either end up yeah. kicking a field goal or scoring a touchdown, go 17-10 or 17-6, and kind of like give you that feeling right before halftime like they could still be in the game, just like they did against the Chiefs where they stopped Tyreek Hill on the goal line. Something like that where going into the second half, you feel like they might have a shot, but then maybe the Rams pull back away, yeah. and then they score those cheeky touchdowns like Matt likes to say at the end. But I'm, I'm really taking Rams, and I'm feeling good with that. Uh, minus seven and a half. So alternative sh shall play. we move on to some MVP bets now? Yeah, let's I want to just I want to start this with if you say a quarterback, I'm going to come over to you and punch you in the face. I would love to forget see quarterbacks. That. Yeah, I know you would forget quarterbacks for a second because assuming whatever, whoever wins, usually it's the quarterback. But let's say it's not. Who is your best bet on each side other than a quarterback? Eric Weddle. Had a dream about it in the shower. You had a I dream guess about it. Was a it premonition, in the not a dream because I was awake. But Eric Weddle's winning I'm the MVP. I'm more disturbed that you're thinking about Eric Weddle in the shower. But Matt, what do you <laughs> think? <laughs> I think that we, I think that we get three Aaron Donald sacks, and one That's, of them is a fumble recovery. That could very well. Happen. Eric Weddle. Mine are the two receivers on each side, but not Cooper Cup. I got Odell, and I've got if the Bengals win. When is I think if you saw Odell in public, MVP. I think if you saw Odell in public, you would kiss him. I would not. Jimmy G is a I different story, shot. but with Odell. All right, so you're gonna give me shit. <laughs> For thinking about Eric Weddle in the shower, and you just said you would kiss him. Man. I don't think of Jimmy G in the shower. All right, I think no, of you him. Just think of him every. I think other of him every of other life. second of my life. He's my screensaver all right. Right now. But in all seriousness, though, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I understand what it sounds like with receivers. It's like, well, if a receiver's doing it, that means the quarterback's giving him the ball. If if you look at Jamar Chase and he has 200 yards, yeah, I mean, if he or has a night like that, Odell has 150 and two touchdowns. Like they're getting the MVP over the quarterback. 
No, I think if the that second scenario that you just listed, if he has 150 and two, that's definitely Stafford getting that MVP because. Well, it depends on day, how Stafford have, plays like, the rest of the game. Yeah, well, if he's getting 150 to Odell, like he'll probably end up having like 320 and three touchdowns and like four incompletions. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. No, I, I hear you. It was just the odds got me onto it because they're plus 2,500. Yeah, I mean, the, there's definite value there there's, for sure. There's plenty of value on that. And it's, it's – I know a lot of people usually, if it's not the quarterback, it's the running back. I really don't see either of the running backs taking over in this game. I love Mixon. I love Sony Michelle, and I love Daryl uh, Henderson. But Don't sleep I, on Cam Akers. Him too. I mean, I don't know if he's healthy enough to take an entire workload. He's in been the taking Bowl. a lot of toes. I don't think bro. that, like, like you said, I don't think that any of them are capable of taking game over, especially with how high scoring these games yeah. have been. They're going to need to pass the ball a lot. So they're going to be passing the ball. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be a dual out and kind of a slugfest of just who can air out the ball better. Yeah. I'm actually I'm interested now. I want to see what their passing yards are at real quick. I was actually looking at a uh, a prop in here, and it was the Rams to win and the over was at plus two twenty. And honestly, that seems like pretty good odds to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're know, both on the Rams. We're both on the over. You yeah, may as well like that's yeah. Seriously, so if you're looking to combine something at plus two twenty, like hell yeah. I'm, here's I'm the all way. For here's that. the way I kind of look at it: is if it goes under, I feel like the Bengals have a better chance to win. But if it goes over, that's the Rams. Like okay. that's, that's yeah, the Rams absolutely. Game. That's their style yeah. of play, hundred percent. Like you're not that. you're not looking at a seventeen to ten Rams win. Yeah, like, yeah. that's not happening. No, I think yeah. If it stays close, I would love that though because it would be my seven. Although they don't have seven, seven and a half. If you're looking at a game like that, though, a close game, I yeah. I think I'm leading Bengals just yeah. because they have been in it every week so close. I mean, the Raiders, the Titans, the Chiefs, and if they're close against the Rams, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but I got to lean their way. But in my eyes, it also comes down to if it comes down to the Bengals have to get a touchdown at the end of the game, yeah, that who de- is the better defense? That defense not, is stout. It's not going to be easy on that But then defense. again, that's, those yeah. are the types of drives where, like, you know, legends and history is made, and I don't put it yeah. past Joe Burrow at that same time. Like we've been saying, they have that lightning in the bottle kind sure, of effect sure. to that team. I don't put it past them at all to kind of be able to get a touchdown kind of out of nowhere, especially, I mean, 13 seconds is all it takes, apparently. I mean, I know it's not the same because they're not the same player, but remember, like, the end of the game in the NFC Championship? I know it was Jimmy G, but, like, they literally would not let him get a yard. Like, that he defense— He also has a limp biscuit of all right, a, an arm. All right, Not to call him right. a man, but, like, they couldn't, we're talking about Joey B, you, but you know? You, you got to understand, the defense was so levels. was so tight on them there. They didn't get—I I think they actually lost, like, negative six yards through two drives. So they really stepped up at the end of the game. If it comes down to that, I, I would expect that again. That defense is just built for the big moment. So if it comes down to a you-need-to-get-a-touchdown here, not a kicker, because if they could get over midfield, they have field goal range. But— if it comes down to you need a touchdown, Bengals, I don't know if they get it. Yeah, betting talk aside, I think it would be really cool to see a guy like Von Miller be in a situation again to where he can make a game-impacting play like he did in that Panthers-Broncos Super Bowl where he strip-sacked Cam Newton, gets scooped infamous, for a score. You know, Cam, yeah. Cam, Cam was never the same after that. No. Yeah, so. Cam decided he didn't want to go try picking up the well, ball. Well, that was later in the game. That was later in the game. Yeah, that, that yeah. So, but yeah, <laughs> good I, pull. I would, I would like to see something like that if it came down to it. It would be cool to watch, yeah. betting, betting talk aside. You guys got any fun bets? I know I do. You guys yeah, got yeah. any fun ones? Well, get us kicked off, and then let me All see right. if I can find anything well, here. I got two fun ones. Everybody that watches the Super Bowl knows it's not just a football game. It's an event. There's always a halftime show. That national anthem's always a big deal. That halftime show is going to be fire. Have you guys seen the commercials for that? I'm yeah, it looks incredible. I'm Mary very J. excited. It is so Snoop Dogg, odd. Like, so, Snoop Dogg, like, Snoop Dogg, double G. Hello. Yeah, so, Let's go. 
M's probably the wackest fucking so guy weird. in there, but I love M. The NFL has always kind of drifted away from that that culture. Like yeah. they don't like being like in that. And it was so weird. I was watching the NASCAR race the other day, and Ice Cube was performing at halftime, and I was like, "How the hell is he performing?" Yeah, nobody was mind. listening in the like in the building. Nobody was listening. He must have gotten a bag it. for that. He had to. Hundred percent. That was like when Diddy did WrestleMania, and like you couldn't yeah. hear him five yeah. feet away. But now, like the NFL is embracing that. That's a culture that they have a lot of fans of, and I like that. And I'm really excited for that halftime show because of that. But the national anthem this year is being performed by Mickey Guyton. Now, no clue who that is. Didn't either, but I did listen to some of her like live singing because <laughs> this is research. studying. You nice. got to do research when you're doing this. So this the, is work right here. This is in the lab. A and B in the lab. <laughs> this is the type of stuff I research. Doing you research the football. Let's go. Um, so I couldn't find it on Fanduel. So you're gonna have to find a different event, a uh, different place. Went on Odd Shark. Ninety nine seconds, which is a minute thirty nine. I went to college. I know math. One thirty nine. So I got him going over. It almost always goes over. And I listen to her sing. She can be slow at times. I really hope she doesn't mess up the bets by singing fast. So I'm going over a minute 39 on the national anthem. Interesting. It's always so deceiving, too. I'm, I'm not sure if you guys what are the What are the odds on that? Uh, let me go look. Well, because it was on Odd Shark, I was only able to find the time. Okay. So if, you can, if somebody can either tweet us or something or go find it, I couldn't find a, uh, an odds on it. But if you can but find that's, it somewhere, that's a pretty, go over. Yeah, no, that's a pretty interesting bet. Yeah. And, I mean, that's along the lines of, like, that's even more interesting than, like, coin toss or anything Well, I like saw, that, I was on know? TikTok, and I was watching a video of somebody last year. They had their phone. They were timing it themselves. And they were screaming at the TV, keep singing, keep singing. And she <laughs> held the note just long enough for them to be over. Well, that's what I mean. <laughs> like, fantastic. it's deceiving. You're in the middle of it, and you're like, oh, my oh, God, yeah. they're at 45 seconds, and they're and she's uh, three up. quarters of the way. But then yeah. they hold them notes out. Yeah. Remember when Lady Gaga did it? It was oh, like, yeah. Unreal. Yeah. I'll um, never forget on Thanksgiving a few years ago, Rita Franklin singing, and it was like Rita. it was like three minutes long. I think what Jeez. was it? They they were like uh, you better some hope portions. she pulls an Aretha, Aretha yeah. Franklin because yeah. the last thing you want is be at like thirty five seconds and there's the rockets red yeah. glare. You know? <laughs> yeah, the rockets are red glaring at a thirty five seconds. Bombs are bursting in air. And you need forty more seconds <laughs> oh of this lady God. belting out notes. The flyovers <laughs> happening. You're, yeah, you're like still you're nowhere near. Yeah, close. that would be a tough moment. You just put your life savings on this woman oh. to sing over. A, <laughs> Yeah, what a way to start seconds. the evening, yeah, too. Yeah, like, it would – I would – and I have Yeah, another, you haven't even seen the coin yeah, toss. Yeah, like nothing has <laughs> taken place You're yet. done, too, yeah. So I have one more, and it's the Gatorade color. It's the one everybody always – like, what color is it going to be? If you go on FanDuel, the odds on blue and orange, as Matt brought up before we started, they're the best because they're the team colors. A few years ago, I, I bet red because both teams were the – I was actually last year. Both teams were – Chiefs. Chiefs, Bucks. Last year, the Bucks won, and it was purple. And I was like, this sucks. Yeah. This year, I'm going with an out-of-the-box color. It's also, I, in my opinion, one of the best flavors. Um, Gatorade yellow slash lime plus 390. Wow. They always try to throw a curveball at you because they know. They know people are putting money on this. So they're trying to kind of hydrate their players but also understand that there's a lot of money in that bucket you think that so, they're going you think the blue at plus 440 is a little deceiving you think too many people yeah, are gonna because, bet on blue because the rams are the favorites are the ex, they are expected winners and obviously it's their color so they're gonna favor that and i think plus 440 is actually lower than i thought it was at the time i did it but they're gonna try to deceive you in terms of thinking okay blue go for the yellow and lime because that's what i personally think it's gonna be 
and it's either it's either purple or yellow alarm in my eyes because they're always trying to switch it up on you. So well, I got to give you credit. You've put an exorbitant amount of thought. Into Listen, that. no, it, and I mean it is true. I now always do. A lot more people are aware of these types of bets, yeah. so that definitely does play a factor in what type of Gatorade's going it's in there. Only football people could care about the person singing the national anthem, and I'm not saying that politically. I'm just saying. People usually don't care. I usually get go to the bathroom with that. First commercial is one of my favorites. Yeah, and then who who in what other sport do you care about what color gator is being dumped on a guy's head? There, it doesn't exist because it usually doesn't happen. But it's it's, yeah, it's very not gonna happen rare. in the NBA. The court get all they've wet. done. Guy I've falls seen it before. Cracks his head open. Yeah, that's the end on your hands. Yeah. Listen, guys, screw you guys. Well, actually, it happens <laughs> in the MLB constantly. Yeah, they do the pie and the Gatorade. Yeah. Yeah, they're more pie guys with the, the shaving cream. I used to love that. Whatnot. I did yeah, that once. Yeah, that's fantastic, dude. It's the best feeling in the world. You you brought up a different app, though, earlier, and it made me – it triggered it in my head that I was actually online the other day, and I came across this Underdog app. Oh, Underdog Fantasy. Yeah, yeah and I wasn't familiar with it up until then. But right now, like, I just put this random parlay together. I'm not sure if I'm going to go with it ultimately, but I feel confident in all of these picks. So they got this, like – Basically, it's a, it's a special that they call it, but Joe Burrow, one pass yard. So, like, you throw that in there, it basically just gives you like, an automatic yeah. leg. Then I got Matthew Stafford at 284.5 passing yards, Cam Akers at 64.5 rushing yards, Sony Michelle at 19.5 rushing yards, and Odell Beckham, 22.5 yards for his longest reception. Oh. Two, uh, 20 times the odds, so $10 yeah. gets you 200 bucks for that. Yeah, that's a great bet. That's a great because. Sony Michelle will run for 20 yards on one run. He did it. He's done it in each Yeah, of the hardest one is really that like, big Odell catch. The right? Odell catch is where well, I hang no, up I actually, in, the, in the yards because you just never know. You never know with, with Maddie Stafford if he's No, I think it's definitely for that value to win yeah, bucks. Perfect. I, I mean, like it. Right. I like it for sure. Well, caveat on that because I was thinking the same thing, but on FanDuel – let me get back to his passing props real quick. It gives dude, FanDuel's odds sometimes when you put in the same thing. Like I know I'll go on DraftKings and just check out like their, you know, player props and everything like that. And sometimes I go back to FanDuel and I'm like, what is FanDuel like FanDuel's odds are awful sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Like oh, yeah. straight up awful. Bro. I mean you could find some. Well, good because ones they as know well. they know they're usually I think the most used. I don't know the They definitely and that's why they're the get most away used with is it. why they get away with it. Like you were saying, remember at the gym earlier how people are like like DraftKings and FanDuel are battling and they're like, Well, we'll yeah. give you quicker payouts and so yep. like to get that business. But you guys are both North Jersey guys and WinBet, I know is big up there. I actually worked for Betting Hero mm-hmm. and went and like facilitated that at the Jets games a few times. But win bets odds, bro, like they're usually just say like twenty points higher than yeah. anything on oh, FanDuel. Yeah. Wow. So like if you got a plus yeah. two twenty on FanDuel, it's probably gonna be like plus two. Is that the one that Shaq does commercials yeah. for? Yeah, awesome. Shaq and Jamie Foxx. Nice. Well, no, Jamie Foxx is, is Caesars, my bad. Yeah, Caesars. I love or those no. Or Bet MGM. Fucking JB Smooth is, is Caesar. JB Smooth, yeah. He's, he's on all the MGM is um is Jamie Foxx. Is no, it's Affleck and that other guy from Vine, I think I hear all the time. Oh, I see Jamie Foxx. It's Jamie Foxx, too. As, With, like, just possible. a lion commercial. No, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those definitely are, have more than one guy yeah, representing probably. your brand. Bet, I couldn't believe I saw Ben Affleck. In one but of seriously, I mean, at this point, like, if you guys see the specials out there, take advantage. I know oh, I, have, yeah. I have both of my parents and my grandparents signing yeah. up for FanDuel <laughs> to get this $5 to win 280 hey. I mean, it's oh, just yeah. it's easy cash. I, I told, I mean, just in case, I'm having my dad put the money on the Bengals and my mom put the money on the Rams. I'm making 280 regardless. Yeah, no, there's money know? to be made in, no matter what, as long yeah. as you bet smart and do those things like Matt's saying to sign up for the app to get Seriously, your family these members are easy. involved. It takes you literally two minutes for yeah. two hundred and eighty dollars. Like hell yeah, sign your There's parents. There's much the fuck worse up. that I would do and much longer for two hundred eighty dollars. Wow. Okay. I'm All not, right. No. Are you guys <laughs> ready? 
Real quick, though, just wanted to say, because my thinking on the Stafford passing yards. Okay. So on FanDuel, he's for 300-plus yards, he's at plus 138, which makes me think, like, that's not the biggest odds. So it makes me feel like FanDuel's pretty sure or, like, fairly confident that he's going to end up throwing for around 300 yards, which would hit on that underdog bet I had. Because, like, if they if they didn't think he was going to get there, I feel like it would be, like, plus 260, like, higher yeah. odds. I mean, if he, like, the only possible way I see that he doesn't reach that is if he literally comes out and just shits the bag yeah. crazily. Like, he, we're talking, like, two, three interceptions. Yeah, in well, I was going to say turnovers yeah. affect that because just time of possession. You don't 100%. have enough time. Yeah, I don't, I think that the Bengals defense has been very impressive thus far, but, I mean, they're, they're just a juggernaut. The Rams are absolutely incredible yeah. offensively. There's so much talent, and... If they had Robert Woods, this oh, would be just— Dude, it would be unfair. It would be an absolute wrap. So I think that Stafford easily hits that mark for you. All right. Well, you want to take us to break, Matt? We'll come back, talk some NBA. Yes, sir. Uh, stay here, guys. This has been Moneyline Madness. We'll be right back. Back from the break. Matt, thank you for taking us out the break there. All right, boys. Talk some NBA. We got some hardwood action taking place tonight. I know— We've been getting better and better each week with our NBA picks, getting them out on Twitter. Please follow us at MLM Pod. Guys, we're really trying to grow this thing. So we're giving out picks every night. Yeah, last night we went four for six. Yeah, you know, I my mean, picks, that's great. It was a pretty big slate, too. And uh, truthfully, we were two points away from the being five, uh, five for six on the night. So definitely make sure you're following us on Twitter. Um, we're posting picks there daily. It's a pretty big NBA slate tonight. Um, they've been pretty, uh, Gotta love pretty that. juiced up. So the early games, you know, we're looking at Memphis at Detroit. That's at seven ten. Uh, then you go over it's Brooklyn and the Wizards. The Nets have been absolutely awful, so I'm not really interested in that necessarily. Yeah, they're a great team. Uh, we got Miami going up against the Pelicans. Then it's the Raptors, Rockets, Clippers, Mavericks, Bucks, Suns. And ending the night with my Knicks going up against the Golden State Warriors. Want to start with that one? Oh man, I'd really, I'd rather not. <laughs> I guess we can. Um, Let's get it out of the way. Truthfully, yeah, that's a good, good way to view it, Andrew. Yeah, I think that. I mean, honestly, like Warriors minus nine is like the play right yeah, now. Really? Like they're yeah. gonna blow the Knicks out of the water. They're at home, bro. Like, I think Clay Thompson like twenty plus and yeah. Let me see if they have the – no, they don't. Like, FanDuel – this is what I mean about FanDuel. Like, I want the player performance props, and they're just – there's none on this game. Well, it's a bit lagging. I just have the ESPN slate up, and I'm looking at literally, like, Caesars numbers. Like, it's Caesar Sportsbooks. They're using the minus nine. They're using okay. the odds on Yeah, I, I see all that still, but I was going to say, if you could take Clay Thompson 20 points and Golden State to win – that would probably be my pick for that game. Um, the Knicks don't have R.J. Barrett because Tom Thibodeau decided to play him 48 minutes, three straight games. And that's three that's games, load, bro. Three games in four days. Play? And one of them went to overtime in which he played 54 minutes. That Lakers game? Uh, yes. So, Crazy. yeah, he's played a lot of minutes. And as a result, he was in down 15 with one minute and 30 seconds left and sprained his ankle the other night. Yep. Damn. And don't expect a big game from Cam Reddish because his coach does not like him. So well, I mean, he's still ahead. playing. That's He'll the thing. Play, he's yeah. still getting time. And at this point, if there's no RJ, he's going to play. Yeah. But, I mean, Clay and Steph are constantly towards the Knicks. And Clay literally sat out last night purposely to play this game. So he was resting for tonight. He's going to get 20-plus. Yeah, I think I like that Warriors minus nine. And one thing I've noticed about you guys is, like, you guys either play really close or you just get blown out. Yeah, the the thing about the Knicks, they're good enough to – 
compete, but they're not good enough to win a lot well, yeah, of those games. Yeah, they're good enough to compete with the Pistons. They're not good enough to compete with the Warriors. Damn, bro, he's wow. throwing shots across this table here. My team has given me a lot more confidence. In yeah, the dude, he's been talking like, for the last couple games, days like the Celtics like, are going to well, win hey, the Hey, listen, how many, how many other teams in the league have won seven straight right now? Not many. I can't. I don't know. I don't. You don't know. But I don't it care. Seven <laughs> <straight> <laughs> I just don't give a I shit. Don't seven care. straight wins. They're they're to the seven seed. So I have a lot more confidence in the NBA. Now. All right. Until you meet Giannis at you know <laughs> the conference finals, and then all. Of a well, he just Jason got Tatum. he just got a new teammate. I don't know if you when we were talking football. I have notifications on my iPad. They just got Serge Ibaka. So oh, the wow. Bucks got Serge Ibaka. That's awesome. That's a wrap. And dude. they traded Dante Divincenzo to. Wherever I think Baca was on the Clippers, so I think it's okay. oh no the Kings. It was like a four team trade, and we're not gonna go over Dude, it because I mean the names are like Divincenzo. But... Isn't Divincenzo just like a defensive guy? Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, he can shoot, shoot a little the, bit. He can shoot Pat shoot Connaughton's a, little bit. a better version of him. Yeah, yeah. It, so it was a I mean, four team trade, but that was a, and Marvin Bagley wound up to uh, in Detroit. Like it's a whole thing. So okay, was, um, honestly, I think that's absolutely insane, and truthfully, the Bucks might win the finals again. Like, yeah, just no, that's a that huge thing, like, like that's crazy. That's more rim protection. Like Giannis was enough. Giannis, yeah. you Giannis is so good at rim protecting that they were allowed to have Brooke Lopez at the center. You know, and Brooke Lopez literally yeah. is only an offensive player. Yeah, like he could barely move. Exactly. And he can shoot the three so, now. So. so we're looking at a lineup now of their point: uh, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Giannis, yeah. Serge Ibaka, Ibaka and just, then Brooke bro. Lopez. Yeah, the then, East is yeah. Bobby is Portis too, right? Yeah, wow. You got Bobby off the bench. Yeah, you got Pat that, Connington. Remember you that got, confidence I had? Dude, <laughs> yeah. After that, man. Yeah, the Celtics ain't seeing the light of day. Well, not, in, uh, not in Milwaukee I'm for a sure while. after we talk about some props, we'll probably talk a little bit of trade. That was just one that I didn't want to interrupt the football on, but that was, it was no, very— Yeah, that's, I mean, it's, today enough, is the trade deadline. Yeah, so. a quick one was like Goran Dragic got uh, traded to the Spurs, but he's getting bought out. He's going to sign with Dallas now. So, like, there's those things. And I would assume that opens up a Jalen Brunson trade if they— if they okay, feel like yeah. it, so. the Knicks might be interested in that, truthfully. Yeah. But the Bucks, wow, man, that's a good that's move a for them. I would hate to see Bronson move. I just like him on Dallas. Yeah. And, uh, you know, talking about the Bucks still, they play tonight against yeah. the Suns. They're sitting that. at a plus 136. Yeah, give me that, bro. Especially after the Sixers played so well against the Suns. Like, I mean, Was I that last Sixers night? Two, two nights, nights ago. ago. Okay. I mean, I love the Sixers. They're my team. I do think that the Bucks are slightly better than us. I mean, just given the fact that they have Giannis, he's their best player, and I think he's more versatile at the end of the day than Embiid. Okay. And this is at the same time as the Knicks-Warriors game. This should have everybody's attention. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's one. That and the Clippers and Mavericks game really are the two that interest me tonight, but I'm definitely on the Milwaukee Bucks it, plus 136. It's really a tough slate until you get to the final three games. And even the Clippers-Mavericks games, like, whatever. I'm like, it's those two games mainly for me, like the Suns-Bucks and Knicks-Warriors. And, and, and the Knicks aren't even that good. It's just like that's like big two big-name teams. The Clippers are tough, too, because they yeah. are, like, down by 15. And I'm just throwing this out there. They're, like, down by 15 points at half time every game and then at the end of the game yeah. they they lose by three or they end up winning it's yeah. like they're amazing at like and i heard this the other day on tv but ty Lue is so good at going into the locker room at halftime and adjusting that it's kind of hard to handicap their points at least like right now mm -hmm. they're at six and a half i mean you could still get a fair idea but i would probably lean the mavericks there but just because they're home, really. If yeah. they were playing in L.A., I would probably lean Clippers. It's, it's very – tonight's weird because you never know who's going to get traded. So, like, for the Mavericks, for example, like, they don't know if Jalen Brunson's going to be on the team anymore. Like, it's weird with that. And now for the Bucks, like, they're going to be playing a, a man or two short. I don't know if there was anybody else they traded. But so every – like, uh, teams tonight are going to be playing short. 
I'm taking Giannis Antetokounmpo. Well, 32 yeah. 32 plus points. And you don't think Pat Connaughton's the difference in this game? <laughs> dude, honestly, I mean, it really it could come down to him. Nah, but Giannis Antetokounmpo right now is just, he's above and beyond the best player in the NBA to me. I mean, the guy is just absolutely oh, yeah. incredible. Him, plus 100 for rebounds, too. Dude, 32 points in Milwaukee to win is plus 380. And I mean, who is going to stop him? Who can stop him in the league, let alone on Phoenix? You know, I don't think that they have anybody that could guard him. So. Who gets him from Crowder? Yeah, like he's the only guy that can like body him up at least. Yeah, and we, I mean, slightly. Giannis was putting Four up eight. historical numbers in the finals. So I'm taking Giannis, Team Giannis I saw tonight. Crowder make one of the most puzzlingly hilarious plays. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I mean, he's a, yeah, like, you're yeah, a Boston no, fan. No, no, no. So I'm he sure made a great play. No, he made a great. It was a great play for him. It was like against Philly. I think it was they. They rebounded a free throw. Took the ball right at guy's hand, put really? it up for a bucket. Like, I, I mean, like, he could play. He's a, yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, he's I really not like bad. Him. He's a role player. He's, he fits that team well. He's, he's a good role well player. He's a but he's, a, he's thick. Like, that's why I see him giving, oh. giving what's his name, Giannis, more of a battle than I could see, like, Aiton. Aiton's a toothpick. Like, I feel like Giannis oh, yeah. would just back him down and friggin' do what Embiid should have been doing to him the other night. But Embiid, yeah. for some reason, was chucking up threes from behind the line. So, yes. Yeah. I'm moving on. I'm looking at this uh, Raptors Rockets game that comes on at 8 10. I know it seems like much of a stinker, yeah. but Fred Van Vliet has been on an absolute tear. And I just want to point out that he is on such a tear that the plays that I've been putting out, some of them are getting removed at this point because he is hitting them that consistently. Yeah. The player performance double last week that I picked that hit was Fred Van Vliet three threes and uh, Toronto to win. That easily hit at plus like 260. And I think it ended up hitting two more nights that week that I didn't uh, place it out. But now it's up to five threes and Toronto to win. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm still going to take, if you go in under the same game parlay tab, uh, you could still get player made threes, and his is at three and a half. That's pretty much a lock that he's going to hit that. Oh, I mean, yeah. he has been an absolute bucket this season. He's making the all star team, and I'm a big Freddie Van Vliet guy. Yeah. So, I'm going to ride that minus uh, or over three and a half for minus 146. And. Honestly, you could throw as much as you want on that because Freddie's been cash, and yeah. nobody on Houston is going to be able to stop him. Been consistently great as of late. In the three-point contest, too. Yeah, no, oh, he, yeah. the guy's a sniper. And you could go even to his points, too. I, they only have him at 19 and a half, and that just seems like you're just lowballing the guy because he's short. Like, yeah. give my man his respect. Yeah, I'm taking the overs respect. on both, and we're blowing you out the water. How about Van that? Van Vliet can shoot from anywhere on the floor. It is amazing. Dude, he's, he's been doing it since college. He's Literally, crazy. And he's built like Drake's bottom half. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. It is kind of amazing, too, because he's, like, not your typical-looking dude that's yeah. shooting from behind the line. Like, he's usually those short – like, Steph's the only other real short yeah. guy that I could think of that's, like – Short guys like to, like – they like to drive and be deceased. Yeah, deceive, yeah. Deceiving. Be small in the lane like, and get that yeah. – like, get bumped a little bit, get that foul. For sure. <laughs> I'm looking here, too. I don't know if you guys have ever taken a look at it, but these three-by-two, it's the first time I've ever looked at it. Two plus threes in the first three minutes of the game for all games listed. I mean, the odds aren't crazy, but it's just a, something to consider – for instance, like we'll take a look at the Knicks game because that's the one we covered first. If you do think there will be, that's minus 188. If you don't think there will be, that's plus 152. And then, for instance, like Bucks Suns, yes, is plus 112. Like it's not great value, but if you're interested in just throwing a little something on these games, it's something to look at. Looking at the uh, Heat versus Pelicans game, um, the Heat are sitting at a minus 4.5 right now. I think that's pretty relatively free cash. Truthfully, the Heat are so good this season, and the Pelicans just made that massive trade. I don't think C.J. McCollum's going to be playing tonight. Not at least not like I don't know. Is it too soon? Do you guys think it's too soon? No, I mean, I, I think, think that if he's not playing, they're going to be still missing Josh Hart and 
Nikhil Alexander-Walker, at that point, just absolutely hammer Heat minus four and a half at minus 110. I wondered that for the scenario for the Sixers. Like, if we were going to get James Harden, my parents were going to the game Friday against OKC, and I was wondering, like, would it be too quick of a turnaround to get a guy like that on the court? So just, I would say probably, yeah. I would yeah. say McCollum's probably not going to end up playing. No, no, no. I think in the McCollum case, it's been, what, three days? Oh, all right. So it, has, so I think, it wasn't, well, no, it wasn't finalized because you saw Josh Hart yeah. and Nikhil Alexander-Walker still at the, yeah, the Pelicans game. Yeah, game. that was actually, I thought that so was So they really were cool. still waiting to find out where exactly they were going in yeah. case it was a three-team deal. So it, oh, wow. so in that case, then, yeah, probably not and tonight. That was two days but ago, his next so game. Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah, probably the next game. So at And that even point, if it was, he'd be eased in and it'd only be a little bit slower. 100%. And still, even Same then, it's not like CJ McCollum's good, but he's not making that much of an impact yeah. to change my mind on the Heat winning by five. I think that's a pretty no, nah, yeah, I, I'm, pick. I'm yeah. all over that too, Matt. And I could give a shit about the Pelicans, so I don't absolutely. know. Absolutely, is Zion, no, Zion healthy? Is no, he dude, okay. he's just eating cheeseburgers. He's him and Julius Randle. Yeah, I was just saying, he's literally Randall's. Like Randall took wow. a shit and and he came out. Wow, <laughs> yeah. Matt found a way I mean, to bring up Julius Randle again. It's amazing. Wow. I mean, yeah, maybe <laughs> just don't be a cheeseburger and I won't bring you up. How about that? Let's yeah. anytime anybody stinks, it's just I'll compare him <laughs> to the other dumpster fire that is number thirty in New York. Moving on to uh, the other side of New York, the fake New York team, the Brooklyn Nets. Um, they're or, also they're a dumpster play, wait, fire. They're, they're playing games? Very I just thought they were. No, well, no, no, no. They're not playing games. They're simulating games yeah, at this point. It's I, just Cam Thomas running, yeah. running around for them. What so. did I call them the other night? The Sisters of the Blind? Or yeah, whatever? what I was th- because all the I thought they were just like a Twitter page. I just thought everybody was tweeting about them. I didn't know they were a basketball team. You didn't know they actually team. existed. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know like they were the Globetrotters type of thing, but have, like you never actually yeah, see the Globetrotters you play. You never actually see them play. You just hear about them. 100%. All I've been hearing is how they're in the news. But they're so bad that it's like, who watches their basketball games? Yeah, so. and you hear about that big three, and then you just you Where turn are on the they? TV, and just, all the guys are just at home, you yeah. know, just day-to-day. It was crazy. Harden was actually on the bench the other day during the Celtics game, and I was like, you're here. Why aren't you playing? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, hamstring tightness Hamstring today, tightness. And then I heard, tomorrow it's – Big air quotes around that. Yeah, it's tightness tomorrow in his Tomorrow his toe is going to hurt. Durant. Yeah. And then Pause. he's going to have a UTI and be out for a week. Yeah, so, you know, with this being said – um. Screw the Nets and everything that they stand for. With that being said, oh, yeah. I'm taking the Wizards minus three at minus 110. They play very well at home, too. They do. The noticed. Wizards have been balling and, um, you know, not as good as they started the season because they started extremely hot. But the Nets stink so bad, I think Kyrie that three is very right. generous. Kyrie can. It's their away. Kyrie can play, but I mean, it's just, it's him. Do you it's even literally want just to? him. But honestly, if you're him, do you even want to? Do you even want to play? Probably oh my not. God, do you want to it makes me sick thinking about the fact that he just gets to pick and shoot. I mean, I know he doesn't get to pick to not play home but games. Like, That's a mandate from the city. Yeah. But, like, you guys are saying, like, oh, do I want to play? Like, are you kidding me? Like, you don't have an option, bro. Yeah, you I get a team. You're athlete. a professional. And if you play away games, then the choice it's, isn't there yeah, at all. You know, you're bro. Right. You play. Yeah. It's, like, that pisses me off. Listen, yeah. I'm, you, you and you know it. who I feel bad for, dude? Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin came here in the same situation that we were talking about earlier. He's ring chasing at this he, point in his he career. He resigned. He, yeah, exactly. He, came he, he got traded, and then he could have retired. He could have went to L.A., you know, hopped on the bandwagon yeah. over there. He could have went back to the Clippers. He could have went to anywhere yeah. else, truthfully. But he decided to stay in Brooklyn because he thought he could win a ring there this year, and they're doing him absolutely dirty, and nobody's talking about it because everybody's just talking about, oh, are they 
is James Harden, you know, is he leaving Kyrie well, out to dry? Is Kyrie leaving Kevin Durant out to dry? But no, you got Blake Griffin out here being the only guy that shows up night in and night yeah. out. His knees cannot handle this. No, anymore. dude, he Get looked my man's horrible. Help. That. He, he looked horrible. The Detroit other ruined him. I'm gonna add, I'm gonna ask you because I'm leaving Steven out of this because we already know how he feels about it. Do you think Harden's still in net by what four o'clock today? Yeah, I think so. You think he's Unfortunately, not I think. Like, just the same way that, like, De'Aaron Fox isn't going to get traded, I think it's that same thing. They're going to wait until the end of the season and then move a guy like Well, with Fox, I don't think they really can trade him anymore because they traded. Well, yeah, no, now that they they traded, I mean, that was just an absolutely awful move. That was silly. Puzzling. puzzling. Absolutely puzzling. I mean, Tyrese Halliburton is a young and upcoming talent. He looks like CP3, who's 6'8", truthfully, like a young Chris Paul dishing out assists, except he is 6'8". So... He's going to be really exciting with the Pacers. I don't, I don't really see anything happening today that that's major anyway. So no, yeah, yeah. me either. Today's I don't the last day, though, right? Yeah, today yeah. at three o'clock, actually, a few hours from now. So you know, la- moving on to the last game, uh, it's the Grizzlies against the Pistons. I think that's another, you know, that's a kind of a stinker. I mean, not many people are going to be watching that game. I think that you could probably go the route of Desmond Bain six rebounds in Memphis to win. That's sitting at plus 220 right now, and the guy's put up five-plus rebounds in five of his last seven games. So I'm going to take that and uh, kind of run with that at plus 220, especially against the Pistons. I mean, they only yeah. got beef stew down there. So Yeah, Pistons are playing two guys short tonight too, so I'm thinking probably not like going to have a okay. shot. Yeah, they're probably – I like the Grizzlies in that The one. Grizzlies are minus 11 too, so like yeah. I'm going to take the rebound prop at that point. Like oh, yeah. minus 11 at minus 112, like I'm okay yeah. off that truthfully. Steve, what you think? If I was going to touch that game, I'd probably take the under. And I'm saying to myself in my head right now, I don't know why, because every time I take the under, it hits the over. <laughs> but I just feel like w- what you guys just laid out, Detroit's playing a little bit, I guess this is not the greatest term to use, but like under the weather, they're missing some guys. Grizzlies are a very good team. You said Bain shooting hot from behind the three-point line. Like I could see this being a game where they maybe score like 112 points and then they keep the Pistons to like 90-some. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the I just don't see the Pistons really – and the Grizzlies are a good defensive team too. Yeah, so. I mean they play uh, very well on both ends. Yeah, so. so I could see the under also uh, also happening. That's sitting at a uh, two twenty four and a half right now at minus one ten. So, yeah, I like that as well. Yes, I agree. They're playing without uh, Josh Jackson, who again I didn't know was in the league like three days ago, and uh, Trey Lyle. So they both got traded to the Kings. So they're gotcha. playing short. Oh, that's Josh what I Jackson to back to Sacramento. Was he ever with Sacramento? No, no, no. Trey Lyles, I think, was with Sacramento. Oh, okay. Am I wrong? I think he was with Sacramento, so he's going back. You said Bagley just got moved, right? To the Pistons. Was he on Sacramento? Yes. And he was a fairly high pick, right? Yeah, Bagley he was, was number, number two pick two in the pick. draft. Yeah, yeah I mean, now they got Cade Cunningham and Bagley. I mean, like, hopefully they could do well, something with that. I, I God bless Bagley. I really hope they give him a f- – I assume they will because they're like, yeah, what, they're 14. Definitely gonna, so yeah. they're going to give him some playing time. Whoever so traded for him see. was probably trying to give him the playing time. Yeah, because you're not going to see, like, a good team trade for him. This is a bad yeah, team. Yeah, just gonna give him I mean, unless it's the Lakers, literally. I mean, I don't. They'll trade for anybody right now. They're like, I think the LeBron credit. Right I think now. I saw LeBron standing out outside of Crypto Arena, which is Taylor Horton Tucker on well, just yeah. a, a post, just take for him, sale, ta- for sale, first round pick. That, that was and a on 2027 the first yeah. rounder. That's what we could give you. Yeah. Tht and a 2027 Man. first. He he's on a contract. I didn't. He's on a three year, thirty million dollar contract. That's he a sucks. joke. How about that? How did he? He's ass. Because he's a Rich Paul client. That's the That's only true. reason. That is That's literally true. the only re- And it aggravates me so much because he absolutely stinks. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb here, boys, just getting my lock of the week out. I'm going to take Golden State minus 9 at minus 110. 
Milwaukee Bucks at plus 136 money line, like we said. Mavericks at minus six and a half at minus 108. Miami Heat minus four and a half at minus 110. Altogether, plus 1,556 on the odds. I'm locking the whole thing. Wow. Let's get crazy. Wow. Hop it, lock it, and drop it. Got are it. we are we giving him individually? So if he fails, he's zero for four. No, well, if they all fail. Are we no, to he, said, he said he said all together. So yeah, got he's got to hit no, all I actually of those have, legs. I actually have balls, and I'm going out there on a limb <laughs> hey, and making a play. Hey. I'm not. I don't take one whoa, pick whoa, each whoa, week. It's whoa, like, oh, whoa. that's my lock. When you take whoa, the fucking whoa, whoa. Rams to win the Super Bowl, took, like, you're not going out on a limb, I buddy. Took, last week I took the NFC to win the Pro Bowl. They hadn't won since 2013. They didn't win, and they still haven't won. They haven't won since 2013, and they still haven't. Uh, that's funny. That's it for me, though. No, I'm just joking. Yeah, no, I think that Andy B, you got anything else to add on to that little uh, no, affair there? I don't. No? I don't All think right. I Well, know. with that being said, I think that's going to do well, it for today. actually, we probably should mention the Olympics is happening. That's facts. We haven't mentioned that, the Olympics. I don't um, have any bets for that, personally. I have, just want to mention that the hockey bets. Okay. I have one, like, you can't bet I wish much you on. Could, yeah, I was gonna say. I wish you could fan, bet. Yeah, I could, if I could bet on Sean White, dude, I'd be putting yeah. all my money on him on and Chloe. On Fanduel, you can bet the ice hockey and the figure skating. So in the men's, I think the top three were Canada, Finland, and Russia. I I watched the U.S. today. I'm not a hockey genius, but winning eight nothing in any game shows you can score. I think the U.S. getting a medal is a good bet. It doesn't mean gold. You're not probably not getting gold. You're probably not getting silver. But for them to be a bronze, I would not be surprised. They looked very good when I was watching them today. They won eight nothing over China. Go USA, I guess. Let's go. Word up. And yo, before we go, I gotta mention this. Just looking at the football odds boost real quick. Bengals and Rams to each score one rushing touchdown and one passing touchdowns at plus four hundred. I'm taking that. Oh yeah. I'm all over that. That's a good one. It was plus three thirty, now it's plus four hundred. I mean, it just seems inevitable. Granted, football games can break anyway. I don't but, think it'll be a stinker, though. You no, know, that's definitely, definitely no. the last of my thoughts. I, I agree with I'd that. I'd be very disappointed if it was. Yeah, for sure. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait and find out. You Kick know? it out on that note? Yeah, leave it out on that. You know, coming back next week, we will see you guys, hopefully, you know, with some uh, some good news on our picks for this week. And some green and lime Gatorade. Yes, sir. Let's go. All right. It's been Moneyline Madness. Thank you guys for watching. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at MLMadnessPod. My name is Matt Cherico here with Steven Anderson and Andrew Bucato. Thank you for listening. Have a good one. Peace. Go dogs.